0: Now at dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on twitter instagram and facebook it's all about the buzz let me know when you get there let me know when you get to dryerbuzz.com because meanwhile if you if you're hearing this live that means you are probably any and everywhere because we're live any and everywhere but you already know this thing is going to end over on the podcast platforms yes i'm rolling out of bed you know it's saturday uh, I'm recording this on a Saturday. This, I think it's Saturday. I, I remember yesterday we were, we woke up on the wrong day. We thought yesterday. We thought 24 hours ago it was Saturday and more than that because it is clearly the afternoon. I got up, you know, do that kind of the first roll out of bed, go do a couple of things, and the dog was looking at me and, like, go back to bed. I literally told him, like, look, go back to bed. He was looking at me like, what? <laughs> yeah, go back to bed. Uh, number one, it's the most... Uh, Amazing weekend coming up, or in the midst of it, in the midst of because it's a holiday weekend. Uh, depending on when you catch this, let me tell you what we are in the real time it's Labor Day weekend. That means it's literally like the countdown. Labor Day weekend is the day of my last labor, <laughs> the youngest was born on Labor Day weekend. Let me tell you, please don't, don't have babies on holidays. Don't have babies on holidays. To this day, I despise the hospital because it's like going into a hospital. First of all, you got all temporary staff because everybody's forced. Everybody's forced to use their PTO for Labor Day weekend. So if you've been banking, vacation time, you probably like one of these many people walking around upset they got a dip to their PTO because it is a paid time off, forced time off. As one lady, I heard one lady arguing. Yesterday I was like she was going in. She was so mad they were making her leave uh, work and I'm like, what is that lady talking about over there? She was all on her phone talking talking to everybody that would listen because you know how we are privy to everybody's conversation. I'm trying to get everything situated for us while we get in this conversation. I need something to drink. I'm gonna hit my cough button. <clears throat> Wrong button, because as you can see the flyer came up. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to hit the cough button. So yeah, fortunately, y'all had to hear me with that morning cough. Because you know, this is like my first thoughts of the morning frog in my throat. You hear that frog I just got out of my throat. This is a podcast. It's real. It's real. This is the real stuff that goes on. Okay. I'm grabbing the journal. We're turning to a blank page because we want to start a blank date. But you will notice if you are one of those who do read titles, you'll see that I call this one because in book two, we're trying to pre name them as opposed to all, all of it being total hindsight so I try to sit and meditate and like what really should we talk about today today I wanted to talk about wake up desire because when I went to bed last night and when I go to bed each day I try to like look this is the end of the day I don't want to carry this into my dreamland where my life is awesomely wonderful um and I want to wake up with a new day and new thoughts but at the same time it's like let's end this day so that I can start with a blank page tomorrow meaning have you done all everything you were committed to today Have you dealt with, were you in the present? How to get out of bed is about being in the present. I have lived long enough with depression. I have lived long enough with anxiety, meaning trying to fix things that have already happened and worrying and anticipating about things that are going to happen. Now, it's okay to be prayerful. It's okay to plan, which is not my best feature. Planning, now mind you, I can brand it. But plan it, honey. Let me tell you. I could say, "Oh, we could do this. We could do that." And I could get, I could give you the steps of it. But that whole execution of it, you know, that's why I do it for others. Because other people are great at executing things. I'm like, you should do this and you should do that, and they pay me to do that. Tell them that, right? But then turn around and do it for myself. Y'all have no, I have no idea how many projects I got going on over here. And then the date comes, and I'm like, here comes that, what, anxiety, right? I can't tell you about the number of breakdowns I have. My family can tell you about the number of breakdowns mentally that I have had when the time comes. But now, mind you, I can always push through. And that's what I want to tell you about on these podcasts that I give you each and every day. This is a daily thing. I'm going to tell you how I can push through. Listen to the voice and the energy coming out of me. I didn't have that before I pushed this button. I probably sat here a while before I pushed this button. There were a couple of things I needed to do before I pushed this button because I wanted to be real and authentic. Wait, you're going to talk about that? You need to have this done. You need to go and fix that, your profile video, because you can already talk about this, but that's in your profile video. Right? You know, because I don't like making errors. Because you know what happens when you make an error? You get the haters, and I don't have any haters, and I don't want any haters. And I probably got some because, you know, they say, I know because I, I probably have an error out there. And I'm going to tell you one. No, I'm not going to tell you even that one. I I'm fixed it. I fixed it. I'm like, I'm not going back over there saying nothing else because um, they don't flow like that. But now I guarantee. What does it say? on um, My thing transforming the way we look at life. And this one person said, see, literally, this woman literally said to me, in one of these uh, dialogues about community and civic civic involvement. One thing you're not going to come to me and talk to me about civic involvement. Because that is something I have done in this city. Okay. Since I could breathe. I had to. Being born in Atlanta. The first thing you got to do when you are born in Atlanta is pick a fight. I swear. To you cannot live in or around. I don't care if you're on the border. I'm on the Georgia border. And I still have to pick a fight. I'm like, I'm trying to get so much to that. Um, people are like, where is Dryer Bus? She is unbothered. I don't care how far you go trying to get unbothered. You still got to pick a fight. I'm telling you. Y'all, let me, t- can I just give you story time? Yesterday, I was riding, and I know this is so sad. I was riding. I was off for my little drive. And you know, and one thing I love about Atlanta is rolling. And then here come the motorcycle clubs, the car clubs. You know, just people who, who, uh, who just buck the system. Now, I'm not talking about them rogue riders. I'm talking about like seriously legit people who are just living their joy. So riding, I see you know this motorcycle coming. It's a one off, right? He's just by himself. But I'm like, oh, he's doing the open carry thing. He, I'm like, I don't know if he knew. He re- realized, you know, shirt was all up. He doing, he's doing the, he doing the open carry. I'm like, go ahead, black boy, Joy. Now, he looked like, you know, he, he, he literally was on his intimidation. He was trying to intimidate people because, you know, he rolled up, he pulled up, you know, and he had, he had this look like, I mean, he, went, he realized, oh, I ain't going to intimidate her. I'm like, go on with you. I'm like, you I gave him a little nod. Like, go ahead, I see you, I see you, I see you, you know, going to ride up, ride on through here okay but anyway it gave me a little bit of joy i'm just saying because i love i love unbothered now he wasn't quite unbothered because you could tell he got dressed got on the bike and he was going out there to intimidate the world i understand that's the thing sometimes we have to do that and people that that do that is the reason why a lot of us get to even think about or desire remember i call this wake up desire while we i desire to be unbothered, that is the state that I'm trying to get to, and I'm going to keep doing these podcasts until I get that the dog is looking at me like, well, I ain't unbothered, because you podcasting, I'm gonna, I heard some noise, I'm going to go on and investigate it while you do that, all right, so, desire, I'm going to put that up there, let me tell you, I listen to uh, a number of, I'm a radio junkie, so I know there's all kind of other things out there, but I love real-time stuff, right, and which is why I record these live in real-time, um, so there is, I listen to sports talk and can I tell y'all the ads on sports talk, on sports radio is so much different than all, any other ads. Okay. Any, any other, right. It's all about keeping men and their desire <laughs> or helping men achieve their desires from head to toe. Literally, uh, all that they desire It's like, that's what the commercials are. Right. And, and, and plus they don't know here in Atlanta that women rock sports. So they don't have the women commercials on there, which is good, because let me tell y'all, y'all don't want to hear the stuff they, you know, and first of all, can I just tell y'all, there is none. There are no commercials speaking on, on, on radio, period, that literally speak to women. Women, I have spent it every dime they got and ain't been marketed to, okay? I'm just saying, you, you've not been marketed to. I'm in marketing. I'm in advertising. Been in it. Since I created DryerBuzz.com. and I pitched all these places, do you want to market to women? They're like, no, women give us their money anyway, right? You ain't don't have to. What? What do you mean spend a million plus? You know, right? That's that's how y'all do. Can nobody? Can nobody even get to the table now? Mind you, the branding and all that kind of stuff. But you know what they do? They know that women have the purse strings. They it is known. Uh, in fact, that I, I pitched that to the Obama administration. Listen. Women have the purse strings. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right? We control the purse strings. But we would control the purse, purse strings um, without asking for anything in return. Nothing. It, I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. You know? Used to be the movie industry would come and spend all this advertising. Now they just come just say, hey, you want to go to lunch? You want to go to brunch? <laughs> all this kind of stuff. It has been replaced. But anyway, wake up desire Wake up, just desire, desire a little bit more. I've listened to some of those other stations, and I can't ride around with that. I was like, what is this? I always know I was end up with depression, okay? Desire, depression. Let me write that down because that's literally what we talk about. We, we are running for, I am running, honey. I am running for depression and anxiety. I don't want to think nothing about the past. Ain't nothing I can do with it. And, yes, it's going to, you're going to wake up with it each and every day. Like, man, I wish, wish, wish. Guess what? That ain't how wishes work you better wish to never do that again. Okay. But anyway, so listening to what is, what is, what is marketed to men is they have all these things that wake up their desires. You know, uh, a lot of the sales functions that I go to, they speak to men, you know, whether you're talking about that 10 X stuff, the 20 X, all of that. Um, and, and it talks to men about, you can't, you can't be successful unless you get rid of all your fears. Now I know that conversation comes to women, but the end result of their getting rid of their fears and what they're going to accomplish is a whole lot different than what somebody's talking to us about, our self-esteem and our confidence, you know, and getting rid of our fears. It ain't the same outcome. It ain't about achieving the same outcome that is it's taught to men. Now, mind you, before I started Dry bus, I had events and things like that for men to help them deal with their mental, Right. It's like you can't you can't get out of here and achieve in this world and be what you need to be unless you take this time to sit down with, with generations. I used to do back in the late 80s, 90s, I used to do these events that used to bring together about 4 to 5 however many generations of men we had on this planet. I would coordinate any a luncheon okay cuz that's what what else and bring all these men together. Put them in a room, no women allowed. Um and man, and then of course, you know, you know what I, I, I told what I wanted in the end is the data. I that's all I wanted. So I would bring in these four to five generations of men, and man, they would pour into each other and have these amazing conversations. That's why my son is the way he is because by the time I had my son, I had all this data, and I captured this data of men meeting from uh, on the street. I took t- taking young men out of the back of police cars. Listen, policemen will roll up, you know, you got, you got one of those events. Yeah, I got one today. Literally, a policeman said, here, I just picked up these two out of the store. They were over there getting ready to shop them. And he brought these two young men into, I was having a luncher that day. Lo and behold, he, in fact, he saw uh, the people gathering at the community center where we were, was in this uh, shopping center with the store that these two young men were getting ready to go to jail, getting ready to go wherever they take them, juvenile and all this kind of stuff. And he saw the cars. He's like, he, he literally brought them to me, and he said, listen, they live in the neighborhood getting ready to get in. And I knew the young man. I saw him all the time. And he, I said, come on in here. And uh, brought him in. And when they walked into this room, they saw all these men. Because you know what? Going throughout their day, that ain't what they see. And they, the ones they see are the ones they were out there ready to try to mimic, right? So they walked in, and they see all these men, some suited and booted, some, um, you know, looking like them. And I, and I had this. We had to spread. We had all this food, everything they wanted. And they literally went over to the table and started putting sodas in their pockets. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, hold up. You can, you can. T- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you something to take home, but for right now, go fix your plate and come on and sit down. And get it in, the- and I will put them in in a circle. And then uh, I think I probably had a girlfriend or two helping me out. And we we get out of sight. We didn't necessarily leave. We get out of sight, right? And I had and some couple of the men would facilitate and they would come from all sectors and all industries, right? I literally, but when they got in that room and they would talk about each one of how they made it to this or that generation and pour it into the other and then understanding, man, I tell you, you talk about, and, and I'm particular about bull elephants. I, y'all know me. I talk about elephants all the time. Bull elephants have got to be everywhere. You can talk to these young men, but they got to see that. They got to understand how that testosterone works within them, Right. And, uh, and so we would do that. We would do those events and it would be awesome. And amazing. I remember peeking in and this one guy whom God rest his soul, I, um, remember he was such a bull elephant in our community until his last breath. And, um, I remember him sharing a story that I had never heard. And it was about how he had arrived on this scene. And so many, so many men have this story. Um, and in fact, this, this story, um, was in the poetic justice arriving on the scene and the loved one, his brother, um, had had either accident or been shot or something. And he saw the coroner, um, getting ready to, and I, I talked about, I, had, I just witnessed this the other day, y'all arriving and watching it, them having to put a black male in a, in a, in a body bag. And he said he, and he was the story how he said, no, and he went over and he did that for his brother. It's like, you're not gonna throw my brother, and that And he did that, and he he prepped his brother uh, for them to take his brother out to the moor. And then you take that, and you go back and you think about, that's what he's walking around with. Because, you know, we don't know. We out here charging stuff to people's character, and we don't know. And I kept thinking, man, this man is stubborn, because he and I all had to sit down together nearly every other day. And planning things for this community. I'm coming from my experience as a young mom in this community. He's coming from his experience as as having lived in several cities. One of them being Detroit. So coming to Atlanta from Detroit. If y'all don't know the history of Atlanta, there were a lot of people that rode to Atlanta uh, in the 60s from Detroit, right? And maybe the 70s. I'm not sure when they got here. But let me tell you, they all got here. And they all rode to southwest Atlanta. And they all came with this vigor. Of they don't wanna see what happened. They don't wanna see what happens here that happened in Detroit and coming out of you know all those people that migrated, you know, they were the children of the people that migrated north and they were getting ready to come back south, but they come with that. You gotta know you gotta you gotta wake up. There are people walking around here and their desires have been put to sleep. Their desires have stalled, you know. And, and and I thought about, after hearing that, I had so much more respect. There's so many of us out here that don't want to tell those stories, but you need to tell somebody something so that people can understand. So he and I, after that, that moment didn't butt heads as much. We still were, because naturally, that's who we were. You know, I'm, I was too much of an alpha woman for a lot of folks, but I had to be, because this is how, and and, and they had to understand, wait, this is how she has to exist in this community. So we can't keep telling her, you know, to, to put her desires back to sleep because she's head of a household just like we all head of a household. Some of us, we got to let them know, y'all, because they don't see us as providers. You know, I don't want to have to be that, but I'm sorry. I'm born into that. This is where this life is going to go. I'm going to be head of a household. I'm going to be just as much as a provider as everybody else. So my desires ain't sleeping over here. They are loud. And they coming in every room with me. That elephant, honey, man, that elephant, which is truth, roll right on in there together. And if you ain't got room, I'll help you add on an addition because it's coming. It's coming because each and every day when I wake up, I wake up my desires as well. One thing you're not going to do is tell me to put something I desire to sleep. In this, in this conversation I was telling you, there's this woman is like, she said literally said to me, and, and got a whole bunch of likes for it. I'm like, okay, these people are all stupid. But anyway, I just said that to them. I'm like, I'm going to let them grow. She got a whole lot of likes for telling me to get off my stance. And I'm like, hold, who does that? The one thing I know, not to drop a name, but one of my greatest mentors, okay, said no matter what room you go into, if you know what you believe to be true, you come out of that room with it. So I'm literally saying uh, the way, like I told you, the situation I saw the other night, I'm like, no, that has to be handled differently. And they're saying, well, that's the way it is. No, and it, it, literally telling me that's the way it is. You need to be quiet. Well, one thing you don't want to do is tell me to be quiet. I said, And I literally said to them, no, apostrophe. What you need to understand is that's the way it was. It's going to change. Wait for it. This group is for civic action. Let me show you how civic action works, right? What happened the other night can never happen again. I don't care if that's how it's been done because there's a whole lot of stuff around here that y'all want to remain the way it is, but that's not. Then she goes, Well, you go keep your stance and you go have a nice holiday. I said, Let me let you understand something else, okay? You only have Labor Day because somebody took a stance on the labor laws. So enjoy your day off. Enjoy their hard work in your day off. No, Noah, no, can I just tell y'all? No more comment, okay? Stop telling people to put their desires to sleep. This is what people do. I don't know where they come from, but they jump out here on social media where we all having these comments and great discussions. Why is it? Why? Who cares? Why do we talk? Like, why are you logged on? Because it's about change. There are changes every day. Every day you got change and choice. You got chance and choice. Chances and choice. I got to write some of this stuff down on my word cloud. It's about chances and choices, y'all. Don't tell me I don't have choice, chances and choices every day. Let me tell you, first of all, it's the, end, it's the last day of the month. September is going to roll up and through here, finishing up this quarter. We got My September, I've got so many things. Let me tell you, my offsprings. Have done amazing things in August, y'all, and it's the natural order of things, honey. Let me tell you, this new season, we get ready to roll into a new season. Are you ready? You got to wake up your desires, and I know every corner you turn. I know everything don't go right. I know there's something telling you to put. I told the dog to go back to bed. He looking at me like that ain't what I desire. He is over here right now on the set, and he got he is out in the hall halfway in the room, like, I'm going this way, that's, boo, that's what you desire, you're going to have to, just hold on a minute, and I'm not even the one, I don't even know why I'm worried about him, because I'm not even, I don't have dog um, duties in the morning, y'all already know, that's Patty Betty, but let me tell you, there are all kinds of things you can talk about, I finally got a chance to listen to, and I shared this with you guys, uh, I follow a couple of podcasts, and one is Jamil Hill, and she uh, one, they're they're awesome and amazing because one, their podcast. So everybody that she interviews, it becomes an amazing conversation. So she had Uncle Luke on there, Luke Skywalker, which he uh, got sued for using from George Lucas. Kind of find that out. Um, Uncle Luke, Luke Campbell. Okay, in, in in his in his in his older age, Luke Campbell still running Miami. Uh, literally running Miami uh, from the political perspective to sports and all these kinds of things. But it's also an amazing thing. And she asked him, which I love because it was a conversation I needed. Because you, you go through this, being an innovator and a pioneer, and you guys hear me say it oftentimes, pioneers are persecuted. There's no more better example than Luke Campbell and the pioneer being persecuted, being one of the first faces of a genre of music, illicit, uh, a genre of music being censored and so forth. Um, she asked him, you know, they always go back and ask the pioneer of these things. How does it feel now that that thing has, that thing that you were persecuted for has been normalized? Like say for instance, me coming out 20 years ago, 30 years ago, trying to tell people, put your entire lives on social media 30 years ago. You know, say something online, y'all. We got this thing called the internet. It's connecting the diaspora and everybody calling me absolute crazy. And I can't tell you from executive levels, to street level, being called crazy and insane, what do you mean talk to people I can't see, what do you mean talk to people we don't know, I mean connect the diaspora, and people literally say, this woman is crazy, y'all I'm telling you, they're coming back to me now, saying man we should have listened to you, I don't give a damn <laughs> I'm mad, and she talked to Luke Campbell about being that pioneer and about being persecuted, she said, is it a bitter pill to swallow? He said, it's, not, even, it's not, not so much a pill because I'm not trying to swallow it. He said, but you do have to understand. He said, I do have to understand that, you know, I might have just been the godfather. Sometimes you have to understand that you might have been the person to usher something through. And you got to sit with that. Not necessarily that you got to be all comfortable with it, but you got to understand that happens. He says, I just have to deal with the fact that I was ahead of my time. I love that i needed that because i have had to say that so many times because i can't tell you how many people come up to me and say man you know you you said this and you did that and i'm like and it's all part of my history but it was something that wasn't respected by all it was in fact disrespected i remember sitting uh or talking to you know network executives you know trying to tell them listen you know you need to create these networks and 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 oh my God, I can't, I can't. and you live with a little bit of, no, you live with a lot of bitterness. Like I have a lot of bitterness in, and a lot of people, if I engage with them, they're going to get a sense of that because it keeps, it, it, it is a pill to swallow. It is a pill um, to swallow. I'm trying to think, do I want to write down something? It is. Oh, what did I say? I had, a, I had, I had. I'm gonna write that down of time, because that is especially when somebody comes to me talking about blogging, and you go and you go to the red carpet now, and they can't even squeeze another blogger on the red carpet. And I just remember being the only one there, and all this traditional media looking at me like, "Who is she? What does she do? What do you mean she's posting this stuff online? What do you? Why does she?" I literally used to, once they realized what kind of coverage I could bring and the invitations I used to get, and I used to have to stand there next to national coverages uh national magazines you know i remember going in being summoned to blog about whitney and bobby and going in with people magazine and they're like what do you mean wait i have to share my interview yeah and then getting in there and with well, whitney unfortunately you know her father had passed and so she couldn't pull it together and she was getting ready to go into that spiral so bobby brown uh, came came down i mean they had us in this. They had us in this three story building, and she was gonna. They had media on all these different levels, and, and they were just gonna kind of spiral their way through. And Whitney couldn't. And let me tell you, and this is why I've known all my life that Bobby probably was one of the greatest protectors of, of Whitney. That it and, and let me can I just tell y'all if it wasn't for her Bobby Brown years, we might not have had that sister as long as we did. Can I just tell y'all that? And I, I know wholeheartedly to believe that. That's why when Bobby Brown's sister go wilding out. I believe half of what she's saying, if not all, I'm just saying. She knows something, okay? And I know Bobby Brown loves his family because I got a chance to see them and how they circle around this brother. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for his family, we wouldn't have Bobby probably as long as we did. We're talking about waking up your desires here, y'all. But I just remember on that day, and I had to go in with this with this uh, woman from People magazine who immediately when we sat down, he totally dismissed her because she came at Whitney. And he was like, okay done. And he he and I sat there and had a most amazing conversation. And apparently whatever story people did was based on questions that I asked because he he refused to even entertain her because all she wanted was him to say something about Whitney. And that ain't what the brother does. And so therefore he and I sat during our time together if you don't know about a media junket they roll you in, they roll you out. And he and I sat there and had a most amazing conversation so much so he brought in his sisters and his brother. All of them. We, we just sit there. It was a chill moment. And then he was like, wait a minute. Your daddy and your son named Bobby? Oh, hey, I got to meet your dad. My daddy was there as my photographer because we're family business. He was like, wait, well, your daddy named Bobby and your son named Bobby? Oh, we, we rolling. And so we just developed that rapport. That's why I am the number one Bobby Round fan. But anyway, so, but I just remember, I forgot what I was talking about, but I'm, that was, I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, that was a real drop name, drop story. <laughs> We're talking about your desires. We're talking about waking up your desires, and there's so much. And, and, and somebody tweet me, and if you need me to finish that Whitney story, because I just thought that was awesome and amazing, and it took me somewhere else. Help me get back on track. Tweet me, and I can finish the. I'll finish that in a buzz it or bash it kind of thing. But. Talking about waking up, waking up your desires. Let me go back. Let me get back on track because that was such a blog. Oh, I was talking about bloggers on the, on the thing that being a pioneer of this. And if you think about it, Bobby and Whitney were the pioneer of reality TV, uh, especially reality TV coming out of Atlanta. Uh, it was a Phaedra Parks um, production, which is why Phaedra was all tied into all of this Reality, don't get mad that Phaedra Faj- ain't on TV because she's tied into all of this reality TV coming out of Atlanta, being that pioneer and pioneer, you know, being, being one of the first to even put that kind of lens on people, um, you get persecuted for it. And I talk to y'all all the time because there's so many people out there that have desire to do something that you have never seen before, and the first thing we do is we persecute it. Like y'all mad? People are mad that businesses out there now. Mind you, I know it's Popeyes, but it didn't start with Popeyes. It started with grassroots business. It started with people who are out there investing in their food trucks. They're doing things. Uh, I posted the other day. I said, "Okay, y'all, the next craze, the next line. Everybody's right there, right now, right now. Literally, while I'm recording this, in line at Dave's Cheesesteak. Dave's Cheesesteak just moved from outside the perimeter to inside of downtown Atlanta." On the weekend of Dragon Con, on Labor Day weekend, shout out to that brother getting that store up and running. He just opened a young brother in Atlanta, I think from Philly, brought bringing us that original Philly cheesesteak, okay? And it's downtown Atlanta, line is going to be wrapped around the block, and people are complaining. Some people really, I put the post out there, and people are like, what is going on? Man, people getting in line. I'm like, wait a minute, haven't y'all been saying support businesses, local, black businesses, men, women, support all this stuff for the past 50 years? And here it is, that somebody can wake up their desires, and do you even know what it takes to get a, get a, y'all? To take every dime that you have, pour it into a business, a brick and mortar, at that in down. Do you know how much it costs to put a brick and mortar downtown Atlanta? You know what kind of lease you gotta sign. <laughs> Come on, y'all. He just probably mortgaged his grandparents, his parents, hell, his future, his unborn. See, we don't know how to we don't know how to do stuff for the future and the unborn. You know. Let me tell y'all. I start I I, I started dryer buzz. Not because I wanted to go to an event for free, which a lot of people think you become a blogger just because you want to roll up an event free. Forget you. That ain't how this worked, right? Because I wanted to own media, because I wanted to own the narrative. I wanted to wake up every day and change the narrative so that when my offsprings got to be, i always done think, Y'all, if I, if I could put my children in a, in a blog post, because they ain't going to let me. If I could put them in a blog post, you'd be, you'd be absolutely amazed at the self-esteem and the courage. That they have and what they are doing out here in their businesses. Mom, don't post that. Mom, don't don't post that yet. Wait for it. My daughter was like, "Don't, not yet, Mom. I'm doing this, doing that." And then this weekend, girl. Okay, what is? You should see her post. She said, "You might not see me, but I'm out here. She's making moves, honey. I'm telling. And it ain't even just money moves, okay? My son, okay. Now he like, okay, Mom, I mean, you you got X amount of posts." X amount of posts a month or year. No, he, now he done move it to X amount of posts a year. Let me get this done, right? Let me let me do this. And when I share, you can share. Before then, don't share. because he know when he share, I'm going buck wild with it, okay? But congratulations to them. And then Petty Betty, Petty Betty, yesterday was her last day on one job. She can ready start a whole new career. And then the other one, y'all, oh, that one, I'm, I'm, I think, I'm, what do you call I got an NDA on that one. The other one. Yeah, y'all know how that afford it. Anyway, but I'm telling you, wake up your desires out there. There's somebody right now that's keeping you from getting out of bed. Listen, you can't get out of bed worrying about what other people think. You can't get out of bed worrying about doing something that nobody has ever seen before. You got to do it. And the best part about it, if they have never seen, if they have never seen it before, that means, guess what? There are no expectations on what it is that you're about to do. So wake up your desires, wake up your desires. I had to take in that Luke Campbell. He says, sometimes you've got to be the one just to usher it through, right? It's not a lot of glam. When I was blogging, there wasn't a lot of glamour on that. When I started blogging, when I got on those red carpets and, and, and ushered in with all these nap, you know, the first event. let me tell you, honey, my, my everybody loves my Muhammad Ali pictures. You don't want to know what I went through on that day and how people tried to degrade me from think from even thinking, who are you to even think that? First of all, you could be in this part of town. So this is how this is how what you got to fight through. First of all, nobody thought I had any business in that part of town. First of all, nobody thought I had any business walking in the hotel. And I walked in. I walked in the grandiose, most grandiose hotel, five star hotel in this city, in a pair of damn overalls, right? And 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 I, hum, I went in humbly. I went in quietly. I just tried to ease in. But then I was like, "Wait, I've been escorted out before. Let me do this a different way. So I went in i approached I approached the, the p r table, the credentialing table. listen, I don't have credentials. I was actually expected at another event that this not happening. I just simply would love to if you have if you would have allowed me the opportunity here's who I am, here's what I do. Show them some of the stuff. They had no idea what the internet let me do what the internet did because there was also a boxing online magazine there. And, and they understood when I compare, Oh, so-and-so, so-and-so. Once I explained it and what I do, they said, Oh, we do have one. But then I'm looking at the table and all this national and international media that they have. And I'm like, okay, no way I'm getting up in here. So I said, but I, and she told me to wait. She said, okay, if you wait, I'll see what I can do. Right. And shoot me away. I went and now mind you, I'm, I'm old school Atlanta. So I know everybody. Right. And so from my community and civic days or whatever. So I went, you've heard the story time before I decided I'm going to first go sit my behind down. It's a five star hotel. I know not to wander around because I've been escorted out by security before. We're not going to do that today. We're going to go sit down. I'm going to sit down and wait. She said, sit down and wait. I was like, okay, I want to sit down near the coat check. Okay. I'm going to sit down by the coat check. Therefore, I see everybody, because they're going to come in and they got to check the furs, right? This is a Muhammad Ali event, so you already know it was um, the top echelon, right? So I'm going to sit down by the coat check. So everybody coming in at the coat check, they then looking good as they were. I could snap my picture. Can I take a picture? So she see me, I got a whole photo shoot going on at the coat check, right? Because, you know, they keep an eye on me, Right. But not only does she see me with this whole photo shoot going on at the coat check, she recognizes that fact that people recognize me. What are you, hey, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, just waiting to get in. What do you mean waiting to get in? You know, because she's seeing like all the politicians and the civil rights leaders and all these people that I done, quote, unquote, let me give you the marched with and all this kind of stuff. And she comes, you know, I saw she over there. Who is she? You know, they get that thing. Who is she? And then they go like, oh, that's so and so and so you know yeah then she comes over she says, okay here's what I'm gonna do mind you what she don't realize and I tell y'all this all the time what she don't realize is Muhammad Ali is blacklisted okay Muhammad Ali is is blacklisted all that media she had on her thing they're not coming y'all don't understand when the brother took that stand because remember nobody likes a person that takes a stand the only people we really and truly remember are the people who took a stand they do they have not forgiven Muhammad Ali. For taking that stand, it will forever be his story. It will forever be his glory. Okay, so they ain't coming. All them names still on that table. They probably went right on in the tracks. I think I probably took one or two just to say, hey, look, they didn't show up, I did. But anyway, um, she ushers me in. She's okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to usher you back right quickly. You know, cause you're not dressed. I, I'm like, hey, honestly, y'all, y'all see my Muhammad Ali pictures? Muhammad Ali in the tux? I'm in mean, overalls. Okay, anyway, but she ushers me through. Again, being a pioneer, we about to do something nobody ain't ever seen. You know, other press is like, well, damn, we all dressed up. Why she not dressed up? Because she a rogue blogger. You know, that's the thing. She she a rogue online. She online. You know, don't nobody see the online people. She ushers me into the room because this was my desire that day. My desire that day is we breaking ground today. I am getting dressed. I'm going out of this bit. I'm going to break ground Today, that was my desire. So when I got to know at the other event, I didn't get loud. I didn't get mad. Well, I did get mad. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Let me go on down the street and see if I can break ground today. She ushers me into the room. Story time, story time for those that hadn't heard it before. Ushes me in the room and, you know, hang out over there in the corner, whatever, behind this, that, and the other, you know. And uh, I, I never forget. I think Gilbert, I think Gilbert, uh, great, great, art, great Atlanta artist, great historian. You guys share his stuff in a lot of these memes. Out here and don't know that's a real brother. Um, but um the one with the hand that's reaching down for the hand that's reaching up, that's his that's his work. Y'all put that on a lot of memes. He was there presenting a portrait. I think it was Gilbert and another gentleman were there presenting the art to Muhammad Ali. I think no, I think it was Gilbert. I'm not sure. But anyway, and another young brother, I I've seen him a couple times. Doing stuff people never seen before. They were gonna present this artwork to Muhammad Ali. It was the anniversary um, of of so many things, and they were. It was like a fundraiser. Um, there's this big gala that goes around the world, and they do these amazing fundraisers for these pioneers that have been persecuted, because you know we persecute pioneers, and then that person can take that fundraising money and apply it to whatever foundation. Muhammad Ali, as as you know, had his own foundation. And they were at the time building his museum, which is now um, uh, a part of our history, his museum. And he was going to donate the money to that. And so, therefore, he was going to show up and he was uh, going to attend this thing. But they were, lo and behold, they bring Muhammad Ali into this room to do this presentation. Not only Muhammad Ali, but his his family, uh, Layla Ali, was there and her first husband and his wife and all these, all these you know, people uh, came in and they made this presentation and does the photograph. Now, mind you, I'm standing in the room, everybody else got on ball gowns and all that. And he looks over, that's just a guy on overalls, you know, and, and he proceeds. And I got my camera around my neck and uh, he literally walks over to me, you know, like trying to figure out. And he, he doesn't speak. He just kind of motions like, you know, what's going on here? And he literally points to my camera. He literally points to my camera, like, get ready. And gives me, right then, in that moment, I'm melting, I'm about to faint, and gives me his most iconic pose. If you don't know, it's him throwing a punch. And he literally throws this punch at me and poses for me to take this picture. Now, let me tell you, a whole hell of a lot of those pictures is unfocused because I'm nervous as hell. I just wanted to be in the room. Wake up your desires. My desire was just to be in the room. My desire that day was just to get a picture of perhaps Muhammad Ali outside because I figured they were going to throw me out. I'm just going to get a picture of Muhammad Ali rolling up. That was my desire. See, what you desire, what if I tell you each and every day, say that out loud because guess what? It's going to come to you. I said it out loud to that lady. I want to come into this event. I didn't stay outside to wait just to get that limo. And Muhammad Ali getting out of that vehicle. I'm like, I'm going inside. I'm going to say this out loud. Because when you speak it out, and I had learned this through a yellow book, if you express it outwardly, you will have the entire universe at your disposal. I walked into that five-star hotel in those overalls and said to that lady, that lady who was coordinating all kind of national and international press, I just have a little online website I would like to cover today's event. And her first thing was, I don't think so. Then she, as much as she wanted to say, girl, get the hell out of my face. Nothing would allow her to do it. And therefore she said, if you have to pay, if you can wait, honey, I'm about to wait. Because what she did not say was no. She never said no. She kept saying Wait, she kept giving me the finger. Wait, wait, wait. Pointing to me in that corner. Wait, wait, wait. And then when all those people start arriving and recognizing all those kind of things, let me tell you, if you want it, you better wake up your desire. You will not get out of that bed if you keep letting people... Put you back to sleep and all that you desire, and you know the first person putting your desires to sleep is you because you keep saying not today. You keep saying I can get out of this bed. You keep letting that. You keep worrying about that things that have already happened. Can I just tell you that that is called depression, right? You can't. I don't know about time travel, and let me tell you, when they say time travel is possible. Being a black woman, I ain't going back there. I ain't going back there. I'm not going. They're like, but you could change. You could do it all over again. No, it's done. I ain't, I, I'm not going back there. Because when we do, have y'all seen the movies out now about time travel? Everybody that goes back in time goes back and does the wrong thing. They don't even know what to go back and change. You don't even know what point to go back. They said to make America great again. People can say, what part? Where was it? So we can go back and do it. They can't even do that. You better learn how to do it right now in the moment, in the present. I keep, tell, I keep wanting to tell you do it somewhere down the line. No, today, that second that just passed. The second, not even the second that's, now. Do you know what now is? One of the first reputations I got, I remember somebody said, um, said, to, said to somebody else, she could get your story out now. They were trying to get something somewhere, this, that, the other and somebody said to them she could do it now i'm like whoa that's my reputation i can do this now because that's what i do i do it now i'm trying to wake up your desires now all right guys i have got to go and get uh, my day started which means do nothing for a little bit sit in this uh i want to say thank you to uncle luke if i didn't finish the story tweet me at dryer buzz if you were hanging on and i was going to say something send me a tweet at dryer bus and wait dryer bus Go back. What happened here? What happened there, honey? You already know. I had the most amazing day with Muhammad Ali and all those people. Let me tell you, all those people that have been telling me, no, no, you can't come to this. No, you can't cover that. Uh, I got threw out before I got went to that event. I got thrown out. I got thrown out. Let me, look, I'm trying to say, flew out. I got thrown out of a United Negro College Fund event. Who is number one blogger invited every year to the United Negro College Fund? They've already sent me the information. I can't wait to see uh, who the talent is going to be, because let me tell you, that is the most amazing event. United United Negro College Fund is a holiday gala that happens in every city, every mayor, black, I don't know if it's all mayors, but I know the black mayors, they host it, and if you love real entertainment, y'all want to get up close, let me tell you, up close and personal with some of these uh, music artists, they have the best entertainment at these events. You don't know, have to go to these like big venues. Go to these small venues, and you can just, like just hang out with the artists. I'm talking about, like seriously, I can drop I can drop names. I won't. But anyway, and I mean like never mind the people you're sitting at the tables with. Start buying tables at some of these galas, y'all. I'm I mean I get in on the blogger tip, but sometimes I don't even want to go on the blogger tip. Sometimes let me just buy. They were like, you gonna come? You want some credentials? No, I'm just gonna buy a ticket because I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to be hanging out in the press room and sent out and sent to the back. I'm like, I'm just going to buy a ticket, honey. And then, look, I buy a ticket for the cheapest table, cheapest seat. But because I know half the sponsors and the and the, and the politicians and the organization, this, and the supplier diversity, that, you know, the 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 top honchos, I always end up at their table. They're like, where you sitting? Way over here in the back of the car. Co- Girl, come on, sit. Come on, sit with us. It happens. Let me tell you. It's all because my desire was to see them in the headlines. And based on that, even though there were many who persecuted what something I was trying to pioneer, there were also those who respected it, who welcomed it. I'm telling you, honey, there is a suited and booted running I call them suited and booted. Suited and booted running around here in Atlanta. Y'all, that meant, let me not even bring that energy into it. That was the biggest error. I have ever made, or he ever made, right? And, I, and one of these days, I'm going to drop it. But anyway, because I'm a Scorpio. We don't never forget. Their days going to come. The one thing you better know about a Scorpio, we are always plotting vengeance. I, and see, because I want to get into heaven, but then I'm like, God is like, heaven ain't tied to that. Girl, do that. That's the thing about it is, people be out here wanting you to forgive stuff, and God will be going, heaven ain't tied to that. He did you wrong. Yeah, work that. Work your magic. I'm just. So see, if you are in tune to the universe and all that, you wake up your desires, <laughs> heaven will let you know. The Dalai Lama, and I'm just saying, y'all, there's a book out there. You know why I knew not to let this go? Because the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu have this book out there where they were talking about this forgiveness and things that you need to forgive. And based on how I interpreted and what I read, this thing that I need to do. Um, is not one of those things that need to be forgiven. Y'all better learn. Don't be running out here forgiving everything. Because the Dalai Lama said, because Desmond Tutu, they got, y'all, it's the greatest debate about forgiveness in that book. Dalai Lama was running around here talking, you got to forgive this, you got to forgive Dalai Lama. Who, y'all don't know, the Dalai Lama still to this day lives in exile. The Dalai Lama can't go home yet, right? The Dalai Lama lives in exile, and so he got the best internet connection ever, they were like, wait, that's all you know about, that's all I know about the Dalai Lama is wherever he lives in exile, he got the best internet connection ever. We are still in America trying to get the internet connection that the Dalai Lama has, okay? Y'all better go read his tweets, I'm just saying. He got the best internet connection ever. Okay, but anyway, so the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu were having this debate about forgiveness. They got this book that they did together. Somebody followed them for all this while and watched them as they had these debates on, 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 how we should live. The Dalai Lama's like, you better get it now. You know, after life, you know, because um, they said that black people live too much with uh, uh, Zora Neale Hurston talked about that. Heavenly glory, everything's about heavenly glory and the Dalai Lama is like, wait a minute, what about right now? So the Dalai, so Desmond Tutu is like, you got to forgive this, you got to forgive that, you got to forgive this, and especially all this other stuff that happened. And the Dalai Lama's like, you better not let that happen to you again. Don't let this, don't ever let that happen. And then you don't have to worry about forgiveness. When you wake up your desires and you don't let somebody take you off your square, you don't have to worry about forgiving. That's what you need to do. You need to learn how not to get caught up in these positions where you need to forgive somebody. Stop wearing your heart out on your sleeve. You can still be kind to people and all that, but you got to stop giving people so many opportunities to put your desires to sleep. To put your desires to sleep. At 48, y'all, we we just at 48 we just at 48 in this conversation. Wake up desire. Say it. Say it out loud. Say it. Wake up desire. And take that breath I just took and and feel it in your body. Feel it. That courage. That that thing that leaps into you when you say wake up desire. That's courage. That's self-esteem. I'm telling you, wake up your desires. Somebody is asking you, what do you want? How can I support you? What is you need to do? What are you trying to do? And they and they keep and you you're not and, and it's it's okay if you're not ready. Just don't put it to sleep. Don't lull what you want to sleep. Keep it to the forefront. And yes, she is about to go from Desmond Tutu, Neale Hurston, Dalai Lama, to all to Muhammad Ali to Luke Campbell. I love when uh Jamil asked him about, you know, do you is it a bitter pill to swallow to see that. Everybody else has it easy on this heart when it when everybody's sued you. He said, I just have to sit with the fact that I was just the godfather in that, that I just ushered that in, that I was ahead of my time, I was way ahead of my time with this thing podcasting, blogging, you know. And every now and then, somebody will say, Hey, you know, she was the first, y'all, all all this, and that that has to be enough. It has to be, it has been, it doesn't mean I'm not gonna get back out there. And do this thing, because we don't know what, well, we know what September is going to be. We know what September 27th is about to be. But I'm just saying, you still have to sit with it. Um, and, and I think when you run into a bitter person, like we talk about the villain, I want y'all, when you're watching, I keep saying this, when you're watching some of these shows, especially y'all that are watching, uh, what's some things y'all love? Marvel, uh, Patty Betty, you, I'm going to ask Patty Betty, watches all them shows, she's been that bitch like crazy. I'm like, damn! One movie come out, y'all got to go back and watch everything so y'all can know what thread is gonna, how this thing is thread. Dragon Con is in town, and you know, I forgot what I was gonna say again. But I'm that person, and my kids get mad at me because you know they're watching and they're all about the hero. But I'm like, but wait, why is he a villain again? Oh, he mad because of why he mad because of that. What did they What did they do, mom? My son, we used to, my son used to want to go and see the, the, the movie used to come out like Thursday night at midnight, he was like, Mom, you take me to this, take me to that, you know, I'm, and like, and I'm sitting there like, wait, why did he do, Mom, you can't ask questions, and I'm like, okay, well, text me this part and that so I know what's, because everybody in the movie theater is like upset, because I'm, I don't know what I'm watching, but I'm like, I can't let my baby go to the movie theater at midnight, you know, I'm like, but I want to go, I want like, what is this? I'm, y'all, I'm still trying to figure out the damn Transformers. I'm like, and y'all got the whole-ass universe of stuff. I'm like, and I, I go to drag. I go to Dragon Con. I cover Dragon Con, like, every year for the street level because I'm I'm scared to go up in some of that stuff y'all be dealing with. I'm like, but, and I say all that to say, I forget what I was going to say, but I like the villain. I like, somebody called me, somebody said, I went to something the other day, and they were like, you went killmonger. And I'm like, is that a bad thing? You mean I had questions? You mean I wanted to know what the disconnect really was? I'm like, you mean I I wanted what was mine? Right? I'm like, do we even know yet why? I mean, the man came in a came in a damn spaceship and killed his father. Like, you don't become a villain over that? It's like and because and, I'm, I'm stuck at that part. I'm like, wait a minute. You mean they got an herb that bring you back to life and he didn't give his bro- his own brother that herb. He growing that whole herb, but then they use the herb, same herb to save the white guy. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like race, like I'm like, cause they had the one white savior up in there driving, the, you know, it, I'm, I wasn't trying to go there. but I'm just saying it's like, that's what you use the herb on. You don't like grab your brother. Uh, like that, you go you go to America and kill your brother, okay? But you got uh, you like I'm 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 trying to make it make sense, right? So this young kid see your spaceship come, and go home. Go, and he go home and his father is dead, right? His father ally was a spy that you don't sit there, right? And but yet you don't take the brother back and put him in the bury him in the thing that. Keeps him alive and let him go talk to the ancestors, so the ancestors can tell him, no, you can't go to America. You can't go to America and have offspring. You got to do right. And like you go look for all means, go to the America and have offspring. But they didn't take him back and let him go back to the ancestors and tell the, and let the ancestors tell him, look, you got to do right, like they did, baby boy, right? Like you, we gonna, you gonna, we're gonna send you back. You can't come yet. We're gonna send you back because you can change things. But then he get to come to America and buy up the block with all that damn gentrification. Wait, that, that wasn't what Black Panther was? That, that's what I saw. I'm like, hell, because I'm gonna tell y'all, at the minute they finish, do y'all know that when they finish filming in that building, and first of all, I recognize that building because my grandfather, see, my grandfather lived in that building, that, that top apartment. That they was in my grandfather. I got I got a photo shoot right now, as a young girl in that building. A Easter photo shoot in that building. Uh, my grandfather lived in that building. And when they finished filming that movie, somebody came and bought that building, put everybody out, and gentrified that sucker. I, can I just tell y'all that they gentrified part one, Wing Tower one, and then Tower two. That was Tower two that the Black Panther apartment was in. I went over there and filmed the whole thing. They gentrified it, painted it. You know how they love painting everything, black, gray, and white, right? The colors of gentrification are black, gray, and white. They came, painted this building, black, gray, and white. Even in the movie, the church, when they were out there playing basketball, that church was Dr. King's church all over the nation, okay? They, they changed the, They gentrified the church, right? They didn't even let the church stay red, um, they colored it black, gray, and white in the movie, right? That corner right there is um, Ebenezer, Ebenezer uh, Historic Ebenezer, and the New Horizon Sanctuary is right there at that apartment building. It is in the midst of Dr. King corridor. Now, wh- okay, now why couldn't they say that in the movie? That like, why w- why wouldn't that bring the movie to see? This is the thing that because our actors just want jobs. And even though that movie made over a billion dollars, it would have been wonderful if he was standing there in, on the block that Dr. King was born, okay? On the block that Dr. King preached, on the block that was the last block that Dr. King went down, and is the block, that block right there, that apartment, that building is on the, across the street from that block is Dr. King's Crip. Wouldn't it be... I mean, if we're talking about a movie, like, why wouldn't that be in the shot? I don't know. Maybe the King Center, you know, how they want all this money now. Maybe they wouldn't let them say all that because I'm pretty sure there was some licensing and all that. I, was, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying stuff. But anyway, wake up your desires. Wake up. I'm, I'm, I just need to know the story of the villain because I know in my world, I know the, I know know. I know what it feels like to be considered the villain. And I know that my passion comes from things that have gone wrong. So when, I, when, you, t- when you show me a villain, I want to know, well, what went wrong? How were they wrong? Y'all better start looking at this thing a little bit deeper. And with about four minutes to go, I'm going to tell you this one was about, uh, it's the weekend, go enjoy your weekend, but wake up your desires. Just say that out loud. That's what I want you to do today. I want you to just continue to say, wake up desires. And take in that breath, wake up desire, take in that breath, because there's so much about this world that's about putting our desires to sleep from the minute we came out brown, from the minute you came out woman, from the minute you came out man, man, male, man, I don't know, whatever y'all say, from the minute you became you, there's all these things that have been saying, put your desire to sleep. Let me tell you, you better wake up your desires now more than ever. There's nothing wrong with the present. There's, not, there's a lot of stuff wrong with the past. There's a lot of stuff wrong with going to be wrong with the future. But in this moment, in your, in your own seconds, ticking away in your own life is your chances and your choices and every single thing that you desire. I'm so glad that you desire it to give us a listen. If you made it all the way to the end, tweet me and say, buzz. I made it to the end, at dryer buzz. Also, I'm going to ask you to do me one quick favor as we, as we end this episode to end the month of August 2019, uh, which we'll never see again. Um, I want you to, I forget what I, see, I've been forgetting a lot today, but anyway, tweet me. Uh, but thank you for it being your desire. Um, to listen and and to share. And if you uh, catch this, caught it live, or catch it on the replay, or if you go out there on all those devices and binge on book one and then book two, you know, this is book two. There's a whole book one out there. Book one is 90 episodes. If you are deeply uh, experiencing some depression. And one of the things I'm so glad, this is why I did this because now when I see my friends say I'm having a little bit of a down day and I don't know how to get out of bed and I'm going through this and going through that, I could just drop them a little link. Hey, we've been there. Somebody's been there. Somebody, and it might not, and guess what? And it might not be their desire to help you come through it, but guess what? Don't worry about them because it's my desire to help you come through. It's my desire to help you realize faith is, waiting one more day just wait one more day and in those 24 hours of waiting one more day just say wake up desire wake up desire all right y'all i need you to do me one more favor. we're wrapping up the month and so i gotta say thank you to natural self by zakiyah inspires and, and eyelash heart and while we wait for them to renew for the month of september if you would like to also, see your .com or your message or your social media in our scroll and the, while we record these live on all these different platforms. Get at me because September is less than 24 hours away, y'all. September is less than 24 hours. And it's the ninth month of the year. So if you've spent all year giving birth to something, guess what? It's time to bring it on that ninth month. Bring it on out, honey. Let it on out. Wake up. Wake up, Desire. Wake up, Desire. Have a great day and enjoy your weekend. It is Labor Day weekend. Let me tell you, nothing in America comes without protest. You only have the day off because somebody protested the fact that we used to have to work seven days a week. Enjoy. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.